With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to the start of a new season. Uh, this is the first of many match previews that we will be doing. Uh, joining me tonight, uh, we have a, a plethora of different faces from different shows all across the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Uh, I'm joined by Harry. Harry, how are you? I'm okay, thank you Scott, how are you? Very good, I'm, I'm very, very warm. Uh, it's a very warm day here in Amsterdam. Uh, I'm also joined by Matthew from the FPL shows. Matthew, how are you today? I am great, thanks, Scott. Cheers. And I'm also joined by my fellow extra time. I don't even know what to say. How do you panelist. What's the word? Panelist. Yeah. Uh, Ian. Ian, how are you? You're I'm in. Uh, good. You're in your mum and dad's bedroom, and not your own bedroom today. No, it's my bedroom in my mum and dad's house, but not for long. I've upgraded this season, moving out. So. Ooh. I know, big. I'm big boy now that I'm thirty. Well, make sure you get a good internet connection so you can still do these videos. I will try. Yes. So, as you probably say, these are a lot of faces from a lot of different videos. We do have a whole host of content on the Gallagher Shots channel. You've obviously got the Always Smiling Faces podcast, Extra Time, and there's so much more as well. If you do like this content, be sure to scroll down a little bit from this video and hit that subscribe button. It costs you absolutely nothing. And while you're there, if you also give us a little thumbs up. That also helps the algorithm and it helps other Newcastle fans find videos just like this one. Uh, and if you want to also be notified when new videos become available, you can also hit the little bell icon and that will get you notifications. So just before we get started, we do also have some exciting news for match previews this year. We have a sponsor. Uh, the Gallagher Shots match preview is now brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality and unofficial enamelled pin badges of Newcastle United players, 
Legends and Retro kits. So if you are looking for pins of your Newcastle players, Legends and Retro kits, be sure to go to magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right, should we get started, boys? Shall. Nottingham Forest is the game of the opening weekend of the season for Newcastle United. Uh, we're playing on Saturday, is it? It's a three o'clock kickoff, isn't three it? O'clock, yeah. I'm an hour ahead, so it's four for me, but uh, yeah, three o'clock. Um, how are we generally feeling about the start of the season? Harry, I'll come to you first. What are your thoughts on the transfer window up to now, pre-season, and then obviously looking forward to, to Saturday? Um, transfer window, obviously there's lots of questions going about and Twitter seems to be a bit of a horrible place at the minute with it. Um, I think what we've brought in is sensible. Um, yes, 100% we need more signings. Um, are we at the stage of worrying? Yes. The season's about to start, so no matter who we're bringing now, they're not going to start the season. Well, I don't imagine they will. There's no one that's going to go straight in the squad. Um, but I'm not nervous for the season. I'm nervous for, obviously, the, the, if transfers are going to happen and if they get the ones that they want. Um, but for the season, I'm not nervous. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not too optimistic, but I'm just excited. I'm not nervous, as I usually would be every season. Um, I think it'll be a good season. Top, top off, just... Uh, and possibly a cup run. Nice, yeah. It's it's nice to go into a season and kind of not have that. I'm not going to even say it, the, the R word looming over our heads, um, which is always a good thing. I mean, it, it could still potentially happen, but I think we're probably all in agreement that that's, that those days are far behind us, uh, hopefully. Um, Ian, pre-season, what did you think of the performances of the of the boys in black and white? Um, for the most part, very good. I thought particularly in the last three games. Uh, so the Bilbao, Atlanta and Benfica games, I thought obviously the, the calibre opponent we had, we had to raise a game. Um, Benfica, obviously Champions League. Atlanta, I think, were in the Champions League last season. Bilbao, very, very good, solid Spanish side. Um, I liked how as well, over the, the weekend, he's, I think he split his squad in half. Um, what I thought was that he split the back five and played them the, the potential start as um, for Saturday against Atlanta and then for the game against Bilbao, the forward player. So I like the way he's approached it. There was some performances where um, they were a bit lacklustre um, in terms of just what Harry was saying in terms of touching on signings. I still think it's evident we need more firepower in the forward positions. I think, We've got a very, very solid um, set of defenders. Obviously, got the competition with with the two goalkeepers now. Um, but it, if if the transfer window closed before Saturday, I'd be worried just with the lack of forward players. I think that is evident that we need that. But on the whole, um, like I say, the games against Benfica, although we lost that, very, very competitive in that. Um, and then we saw off two good uh, European opponents over over last weekend. So, again, very similar to Harry. Very excited for the season and try and roll on from what sort of the last, what, 10 games we had last season on Eddie yeah. Howe. Um, obviously, there's still, I mean, anything could happen. We could still still get relegated, but it's not not a major worry. It would probably be a uh, quite a stretch if, if we're in a relegation fight again. But... Probably not as optimistic as Harry in terms of uh, top half. I think anywhere between 11th to 14th with the current squad, 
Um, if we get a few more players in, then definitely pushing for top half. Mm. Yeah, I think um, like 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 we've said, I don't think relegation is something you can completely forget. But you can maybe shift it to the back of your mind a little bit, and, and maybe not worry about it. We'll see what happens in November. I certainly don't think we're going to go 14 games without a win. Uh, although now I've said that. It's going to get clipped up and Christmas is probably going to get replayed. Uh, Matthew, on kind of the transfers, as our FPL guru, Fantasy Premier League, are there any Newcastle players or any new uh, signings that go straight into your day one or your game week one squad? Uh, At the minute, I've got Trippier and Wilson in my team Um, just because they've got, they're such good value. I mean, Trippier at 5 million, when he showed glimpses that he can score goals he can get assists. Uh, got a clean sheet in him now because we've shored up the defence. Uh, I think you can't really can't really go wrong with with Trippier. Um, as well with Wilson, uh, I don't want to jinx him, um, but if he stays fit, uh, he's going to get you about 15, 20 goals um, a season, ideally. You can't really ask for a better fixture than Forest and being at home. Um, I think the home factor is, is absolutely massive. Um, and the fact that They've got a, a lot of new signings. I know we'll come on to that in a minute, but it's a good chance for Wilson to kind of put the put the like shares up them for for want of a better phrase quite early on and and, and get a few goals early. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm is... really optimistic. Yeah, no, it it is it is nice uh, as someone who didn't play FPL last season, but I have played it since I think. 2013 did it start or whenever it started like i played every season um it's nice to almost kind of want to put newcastle players in your side as opposed to just being a i'll put a token one in because i'm a newcastle fan um when you touch there on nottingham forest uh bringing in a lot of players we'll we'll move on to that um and we'll, we'll stick with you matthew they've brought in 16 uh players in total but that does include a few players coming back from loan i think it's a 13 player transfer and then Loney's returning from last season. Uh, they've spent ninety-four million pound, uh, and they've only recuperated five million from that. So it's quite a big gamble from Nottingham Forest. Uh, what are your thoughts on their incomings uh, and their dealings in the transfer window? I think if I was a Nottingham Forest fan, I would be absolutely buzzing. To be honest, like you'll, you'll, they, they'll be looking at that, thinking they, they couldn't wish, wish for a better stadium to come to for their first game. They've made all these signings, like you say, ninety-four million spent. Um, I think in terms of the signings they've made, I think they had to because the players that actually helped them come up were loan signings in themselves that have now moved on to better things and they were left with a very thin squad. So they've had to make those investments. I don't think they necessarily needed to to invest the amount of money they have. I think they've shown a lot of ambition with their signings. Um, And it makes me just ever so slightly fearful that if we don't kind of book our ideas up early on, they could try and provide a bit of an early shock because they'll have bucket loads of confidence coming to our yeah. place. Lingard obviously signing. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover that in a bit. But yeah, there is a little bit of a, a fear element there that they'll be wanting to pull a surprise out the bag early doors. Yeah, you spot on. I mean, they did lose 11 Um when they got promoted, so eleven players went out the door. So they've they've, they've brought in they've, they've brought in cover for that and built on top, like you said. Looking at the list of players, you know, two attacking midfielders, two left backs, two right backs, three centre backs, two centre forwards, two goalkeepers. Like they've pretty much bought not only first starting but 
also back up as well. Um, you mentioned Jesse Lingard. Uh, Harry, is Jesse Lingard a worry for Newcastle? Could he come back to haunt us as a kind of the signing that never was and, and the one that got away? Um, no, I don't think he will. I never thought he, thought he was the right player for us, to be honest. Um, he's getting on. People sort of think he's uh, he's youth and he, he's got time to come, but he is getting on. I don't know how old he is exactly, uh, but must be late 20s. Um, it doesn't act like it with all with all this and stuff like but <laughs> um, and it's like Michael Jackson stuff. Um but no, I don't think he will. Um I think with the amount of players that they have bought in, um I think we touched on it before that they're not all like possibly first team, it is backups as well. Um so like kind of chemistry within the team might be different and if they're still come bringing in and just maybe just panic, they haven't been in for a while and they're just thinking we need to stay here. You gotta remember in the championship that they were close to going down. They had a dreadful start and then flew. Um, but we don't know. Jesse Lingard, no. I don't think he will be a worry. Um, I think at the start of the transfer window, I'd wanted him. Uh, but the players that we're linked with now, obviously I know it's not nailed on, but the miles ahead of what Jesse Lingard would have been for Newcastle. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. You know, we've we've seen it in the past with promoted sides. Uh, Fulham quite famously spent, I think, it was 100 or 120 million or something like that, and got relegated that same season. Um, Ian, do you think it's a risk the number of players that Forest have brought in, and or do you think that you know they'll hit the ground running and cause us some trouble on the weekend? I hope it's not the the latter. Um, but I'm just going back to the start of last season. I'm sure one of the one of the newly promoted teams came up and I'm sure they beat Villa 3-0 or something in the first I'm sure it was last season but um, I just hope that's not the case for us um, obviously what Harry's just said I think when is it Steve Cooper their manager? Um, yeah Steve Cooper he's, he, for, uh, to be honest as, as much as he, he's quite a creepy looking character uh, really really good manager he was good at Swansea and then obviously took them from pretty much bottom um, to, to get him promoted so he quite clearly knows what he's doing but like you say that amount of new players and and the amount of time that they've had to to all bond uh, and gel as a team that could work in our favour but looking at the players that they've brought in like you say they've showed ambition and and their intent to to, to sort of make a go for it and stay in the league Um, the likes Dean Henderson Jesse Lindgaard biggest thing as well was keeping uh, Brennan Johnson for them I think um, had they not been promoted I think he would easily fit in. Definitely the what is it the other fourteen that it's classed as could have walked in any one of their teams. I think um, really good quality player. So, but no, I think um, I think Eddie Howe will will have a well drilled. I think you'll know what to expect in terms of it's Forest's first game. I agree with Matthew in terms of it's it's a benefit that we're at home. Um, obviously, I'm sure Wall Flags will have something planned for for the first game back of the season. So just make it a, an intimidating atmosphere for them and, and try and not uh, not have any nasty surprises. Yeah, I think I think War Flags have already started the kind of please get in early because uh, if you think Arsenal was something to view, you've seen nothing yet. Um, they've had a long time to plan this one. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching that on the, on the telly because unfortunately uh, I couldn't get my season ticket and I couldn't get over for these games. Uh, the flight prices are just astronomical because of the fuel crisis. But uh, enough said about that. Moving on to Newcastle, obviously we've brought in our three uh, signings so far. Um, Matty Target obviously signed on a, on a permanent and then we brought in Sven Botman. Uh, and also Nick Pope. 
Matt, uh, Nick Pope has been a FPL staple for a lot of people over the past few years. Do you think he gets a start on Saturday, or do you think we stick with our number one? He 100% starts. Like, you don't even have to think about it. I think, to be honest with you, the rumours might come out like towards the weekend that Dubravka's on, on his way to Leicester. I think that that move's practically done. Um, I think with Pope, like you say, F, like he's, he's an FPL staple. Like he's been around for years. Everybody, everybody loved him. There was a year when he had an amazing season. So many yeah. clean sheet, like points, bonus points, the lot. Um, so yeah, I think with Burnley, it's slightly different because they were they were in a position where they were they were sitting deep all the time. He was getting peppered with shots. Um, kind of like to think and hope that the way we want to play now. He's going to be experiencing something slightly different where he's going to have to remember to, to stay aware, whereas he's constantly getting peppered with shots at Burnley. Yeah. He's going to have to try and keep his focus now because there's, there's, there's might, there might be the occasion where he is just maybe not doing much or passing the ball around. Um, obviously, against the bigger teams like City, we are probably going to be a bit deeper, but you'd like to hope at home to Nottingham Forest we're going to be pushed higher up the pitch and trying to pen them in. Yeah, absolutely. I think had Nick Pope signed for us this time last season, he'd probably be experiencing exactly the same as what he got at Burnley, where it was just shot after shot and he was reaction saving and, and and actually making it probably look better in terms of shots saved and he's always up there with those numbers and that. And hopefully, like I said, he will kind of be a bit more of a, I'm not facing as many shots and, and I'm going to be more, you know, like I say, keep your mind in the game. And, and it'll be interesting to see if you can actually do that. Because uh, some keepers need that constant pressure. Yeah, and I think as well what will do him good is the fact he'll probably have an eye on the World Cup. You'll see Everton doing poorly. You'll see Pickford letting in quite a lot of goals. He'll probably see the opportunity there if he does well the first half of the season to take that number one spot. Yeah. So, for you, Nick Pope starts. Um, I'm not 100% on that. I still think it's a toss of the coin on who Eddie Hull picks um especially after Dubravka's comments I think it was today or yesterday at the media day where he's like the more the merrier like we're all now vying for the same spot basically um but who knows like obviously we've brought Pope in and I don't think Pope has been brought in to sit on the bench and I don't think he was be expecting that so maybe we might see a bit more of an eased in approach like we saw with Bruno Guimaraes where you know we'll let some of the players kind of just bed into this the the squad inside. I mean, he's he started against Atalanta, didn't he? But he didn't start against uh, Atletico, and then I think he played half of the game against Benfica, if I remember rightly. It's been a while. Um, and then Zaro yeah, came in because Dubravka got an injury, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see on that. Moving on to the defense, obviously, this is another big question on who starts because. We've brought in Botman. We brought in Big Dan Byrne in the previous transfer window. Um, the pairings in pre-season have usually been Byrne and Shaw and Lascelles and Botman. <coughs> uh, Ian, centre-backs, what do you do with a with quite a nice position to be in where we've got a few selection choices and, and it's, a, it's a nice area to be? It's very similar to a few seasons ago when we had the Lejeune Fernandez at the time Lascelles was was half decent. Um for me, Botman 
you, you don't bring him in for 35 million and, and keep him on the bench. Um, from what I've seen um, from, from him pre-season and the games that he played, he's very, very comfortable on the ball. Um, so I think, unfortunately, I think he'll probably replace Dan Byrne. I think we'll see Byrne drop to the bench. Um, I would prefer him alongside Fabian Scher. I think he's just a better better centre-half than Lascelles. Um The only thing that's in the back of my mind is, although I know it's it, Lascelles missed out a lot last season and he remained captaincy, is, is Eddie Howe just making him the captain not to upset the apple cart sort of thing. Um, I, again, from, from pre-season, I just... I think Lascelles is probably the, the weakest of the, the centre-halves that we've got there. So for me, it would be uh, Fabian Scher and Botman would start at centre-half. Which I, is a little bit unfortunate because I think Dan Byrne last season was was absolute quality. Um, but it's it's like what will you say on extra time? There's no real place for sentiment if you want to, to make improvements. Yeah. You're going to you have to pick your, your best players. And I think from what I've seen, anyways, I think Botman... Um, Botman and Shaw are probably your two starters for me. Yeah, I mean, we are obviously all assuming that Eddie Howe is going to keep the same formation as we did last season. Um, Harry, is there is there an argument for playing three at the back and going Botman, Shaw and Byrne? See, it's funny, I was thinking about that when we were talking there. But I'd say no, because we have Kieran Trippier. Um, if we didn't have Kieran Trippier and maybe if we had, if John Shelby didn't get his injury as well, because I think it all the three at the back, and you're relying on the midfield a lot as well. Yeah. Um, no, there's no argument whatsoever. I think exactly what Ian said, there's not time to kind of think, oh, he's a, he's a local lad and, and things like that. I think you just have to play your best players. Um, best players of the ball as well, Shaw and Botman, in terms of um, centre-backs. Um, so, no, definitely not. Keep the same, and uh, you two are Shaw and Botman. And then on, on the wings, you've obviously got... Trippier and, and Target as your you kind of your staples there. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So moving moving up the field a little bit in the in the midfield, you've already touched on John Josh Shelby being injured, and we'll, and we'll we'll stick with you, Harry. Um I think we're all we can all agree that Bruno starts, and we all probably all agree that Joe Linton kind of has to start as well. Who fills that final spot? Is it Joe Willick or is it Sean Longstaff? Um, depends how I want to play, I think. Um, if we're looking to be on the front first, then you play Joe Willock. Um, that's what I want to play anyway. Um, yes, Sean Longstaff has looked a lot better than he was under Steve Bruce. Um, but no, I think you do start Joe Willock and you play, not ideally, but you do play Bruno as your six. Um, I think if it was kind of the other way around, I'd, I'd prefer to have Longstaff further back than Bruno. Um, but no, I think I think Bruno's your six, and then you've got Willock and, and Joe. And Joe helps all over the place. To be fair, um, it's not like he's going to disappear up up at the top and sit on the edge of their box. He's going to drop back and help them because he's his mate as well. So, yeah, I think I think it's Joe Willock for me. Um, like I said, though, it depends exactly how on how we play. Yeah, and it's funny when Bruno came in. Obviously, he said, "Don't expect goals from me. I am more of a defensive midfielder than an attacking one." Obviously, he didn't prove that last season uh towards the end by getting the goals he did but um matt would would bruno be a midfielder that you'd maybe look to to keep back we i know we saw it quite a lot against athletic bilbao where he, he was sitting in front of the back four but then you blink your eyes and he's he's up there with the with the attack um is, is he the ideal box to box for us 
I think so. Um, I mean, the way the way he did play last year would make make me think otherwise. I'd, I'd want him kind of further up the pitch. Uh, but I think because he's got such good quality out of possession, I think he'd be trusted to be able to have the legs to get back and try and interrupt them in possession and also be able to get up when we're on the counter. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think that's a real, real issue. Uh, what I would say is we've we've heard about Madison having bids made for him. Uh, I would say that if Madison was to sign, I think he would be wasted out wide. I know there's talk of him being like an, an, an inside forward who'd come a bit more central. I just think he would probably be the the number 10 and Bruno would be the more deeper kind of playmaker. Yeah. He would try and control, control and dictate play from there. Uh, and Madison would be the one bombing forward, uh, to be honest. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I think it, it's it's a funny one with Bruno because, like I say, you can pretty much play him anywhere up that middle of the pitch. But given the personnel around him at the moment and what could potentially come, I think, yeah, I think we'll see a different Bruno than we did last last season. Um, Ian, for, for Joe Linton... I think it's a no-brainer that he has to start, but does he maybe need to watch his uh, watch his temperament a little his bit? His temperament, yeah, he's got um, shades of Mitrovic where he just sees red, and I think it was it was Benfica, wasn't it? He got sent off. Um, yeah, and I know it was for two yellows. The first yellow was I thought was very very harsh, um, but the challenge that he actually got his second for was for me was a straight red, um, and he's got that in his game. So I think I, I don't think Eddie Howe's stupid though. I think he. He'll he'll see that and he will have a quiet word with him. Um, just in terms of of the midfield as well, um, just with you saying there that we'll see a different Bruno, the player that I've seen a difference in preseason, Almiron, um, and he's for me he's he's earned himself a place in in the starting eleven. Where that would be though, I don't know because um, I thought he was very clever. I think I'm sure he played as a number ten in one of the games, and his runs were very intelligent. But then he's obviously been used out out wide. Um, and saying that, his his work ethic in terms of it matches Ryan Fraser in terms of when you you're pressing high. So I'd be interested to see who who sort of the midfield. Definitely Joe Linton and Bruno pick themselves. Be interesting to see who he goes as like the the number ten, and then who he's he's picking as his his uh, right winger. Because although like I say, I've said said the same last season. St Maximum's done nothing to to Wowers. I know he got a goal against um, against Athletic, but for the rest of preseason, he's 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 just been his usual, very frustrating self. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the the right winger spot for me. So are you thinking more Miggy as the ten role and then Fraser out on the right? I would probably say that, yeah, uh, based on. Based on performances, I think Almiron for his preseason he has to be in the, the starting lineup. Um, I think he's been obviously. He's, I think he was it six goals, possibly five. Yeah, it was goals. five goals and a few few assists, or six goals and a few assists. So, yeah. um, for me, he's, he's been the standout player preseason. Okay, yeah, I mean. I think the one thing to bear in mind is it was only preseason, um, and a few of those goals did come against maybe his lesser opposition. But I mean, he performed against Atletico. Uh, was that Athletic? No, it wasn't Athletic. He played for was it? It was uh, Benfica. He scored two. Yeah, yeah. Him and Trippier seem to link up really nicely. Uh, they were making some good runs. Trippier overlapping 
passing the ball between them. Um, you seem to be dead set on St. Maximum starting. I think we're all probably in agreement there. Um, is there any argument to play St. Maximum on the right and maybe look to push Joe, Will, uh, Joe, Joe Linton up on the left and then have Miggy as that 10 roll uh, just to kind of pad that midfield out? Or is, is Joe Linton definitely playing in the centre for everyone? Um, Matt, what's your thoughts there? I think you can't. That's going towards like square pegs, round holes, like Steve Bruce-esque tactics, isn't it? Really? Um, sorry, Steve. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't think it should happen. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think the way that, especially for the first game, uh, the, the opposition, Forest's midfield is by far their weakest. Um, we, I think they play two in midfield. It'll be a back five. So I think the fact that they've got a two and we'll have three, ideally, it, it, we're going to outrun them immediately. Uh, I think Miggy playing centrally is an interesting one, because I think against Atalanta, he was playing centre-mid uh, with Anderson and Longstaff. Yeah. So I think there is an argument that maybe Howe's got that in the back of his mind. Uh, so Fraser might be playing out mm-hmm. where wide right, and Almiron might be the 10. So we'll just have to see. I completely forgot about Elliot Anderson, Anderson as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to get a couple of runs out before they decide what's going to happen. I'd imagine it's going to be as a substitute, but he's another one of those players that can play either in the middle or out on the left. And that opens up our options for, you know, maybe he's pushing Saint out on the right or putting Saint in the middle and, and, and having another player out on the left. Um, Harry, when it comes to Elliot Anderson, there's been a lot of debate. Should he stay? Should he go on loan? What are your thoughts on 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 Elliot Anderson? Um, Has he done enough I for like you in preseason to warrant a space? Um, he's. I, I prefer to see him as a sub over Jacob Murphy, if it was to be out wide. Um, now, if we can get him to a championship club on loan, I think you just you do it straight away instantly because it gives him time to mature. Um, I was at like both the preseason games and. And obviously watching uh, the, the the others, um, and I feel he is good, and he, he looks well above his age, but he still needs to mature. I feel like there's a few times the moment got to him, and he he tries that extra touch and he uh, things like that. Um, kind of I suppose like when Maxi joined, almost um, kind of thinking that he, he can beat the world, and then thinking, oh shit, I've, the ball's gone. Um, so if he stays, you you, you do start him. I'd say you bring him on on the wing. Um, I don't feel yeah. like, I mean, I haven't seen enough of them. I haven't seen enough of them, but I do feel they should start on the wing. Um, but if, if a championship club comes calling apart from West Brom, um, then yes. <laughs> yeah, those were the rumours, weren't they? That uh, that our, our previous uh, head coach was looking for, looking for a loan of one of our players. Um, Okay, so, and I think we're probably all in agreement about Callum Wilson being the starting striker. Um, it's going to be interesting with fitness uh, for this game, I feel, because of, obviously, we've got the five substitute thing coming in. We maybe saw a little bit light when it comes to being able to actually put out five decent replacement substitutes for what we've got out on the field. I think maybe it's one or two positions we could do with bolstering that. Um but also there's that new, what's it called, the the always in play with the ball. There's going to be eight ball boys with a ball and the uh, fourth official. And the, the idea is to get the ball back to the player as quickly as possible. 
So if the ball goes in the crowd, they just throw a new one out straight away. If the ball's out on the side and there's no one around it, they'll throw a new one out straight away. So I think I saw a stat, and I think it was posted in our group chat, it's like 55 minutes is what you typically get in a game of, of actual play time. Even though it's a 90-minute game, there's a lot of time wasted with the ball being out of play and, and that sort of stuff. And that's on average, of course. It's different game by game. Do you think that with that new rule coming in, players are going to get a lot more tired a lot more quickly? And are we going to need to use maybe four or five substitutes? Uh, Matt, how does that play into Eddie's game plan? And also, on a side note, how does that play into your FPL kind of setup? Because you could have players coming on 20 minutes in who you think are just going to be on the bench, grab a goal, get you some points. What do you do? Yeah, um, the, the uh, first of all, I, I can imagine it's going to be absolute chaos. There's going to be like stray balls all over the place because people are going to get hurried away. Time. Ball's going to go out. Someone's going to throw a ball on and someone else is going to throw one on. It's going to be hilarious. Um, I think the way Eddie wants to play, he wants high intensity. He wants, especially if we've got the ball, we're playing against a lesser opposition. He's going to constantly want that pressure on. And I think it'll help the likes of the cities and the Liverpools who like to constantly press. Um, however, if we're not fit enough, I don't think I, I don't think that'll be a problem. But it, it, the, the, the lesser fit teams, I think, are going to struggle. Because, like, say, for, for example, us last year, it would have absolutely ruined us because uh, you saw what happened against West Ham last year. Uh, we, we looked bright in spells but totally fell apart second half because we just weren't ready. Um, so, yeah, and then on the other note, the FPL side of things, it makes the your, your three subs not really as important as what they have been because you can now almost guarantee that, say, for example, if you had uh, Diogo Jota in your team, and he got benched. There was a high chance that he did. He didn't come. He wouldn't come on, and you'd get a zero, and you'd have an auto sub. Now yep. there's a very, very strong chance that Klopp will bring him on for 20 minutes, and obviously Liverpool being Liverpool, there's a very strong chance he'll get you something anyway. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I think you will just probably mm. need one active sub, um, who's going to guarantee you a start every week. Um, for example, for me, I've just got 4.5 and 4 million players in there um, just to kind of tick me over, which is what I always do. Um, but I think one of them is um, Villa's striker, Archer, um, the young lad, who is probably not going to see the starting lineup at all. Um, so he'll probably be third sub every week. It's interesting about the fitness and, and what we think Eddie Howe is going to do. It was quite telling in the last two friendlies that he didn't seem to make a substitute till the 90th minute. <laughs> he was bringing on the youngsters for like two-minute cameos. And I think he, he said himself, like he wants his players to be able to do 90 minutes because mm. of what's what's coming. And I think they're, they're, they'll be well drilled with that. Okay, so that's that's our lineup. Um, I'm sure we're all looking forward to the game. Now comes the fun part, and it's our predictions. Uh, Ian, I'm going to come to you first. What are your predictions? And we'll also get a little Joey's prediction as well, because I know, I know he's got a got a nice one for he's, as well. He has. Yeah, so um, what are your predictions? You know what it is. I, I completely forgot we even had a predictions. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a long summer, I'm a bit rusty. Um, I'll start with Joey's. Joey thinks it will be a Barnstorben four three uh, to Newcastle. Didn't give us any scorers, but he thinks it's going to be a four three. Um, I will go. For a more conservative, 
2-0 win. Okay. Harry, your prediction? Um, same as Ian, to be honest, you've kind of stumped me a little bit. I completely forgot about the idea of making a prediction <laughs> what the whole thing's all about, really. Um, uh, 3-1. It's the first squack in my head, and I'm trying to think through it. Um, but I think 3-1, yeah. I think it's... I think it's um, it's like it was always the first game of the season. I don't think we're, no one knows. Yeah. They? No one knows. Um, and like I said, we don't even know the team. We don't know how they're going to play. We don't know how we're going to play. Um, and both teams will be fully up for it. I do think we'll probably have the experience on our side, obviously, um, and more kind of the, the composure, I suppose, um, to, to, to get us over the line. But yeah, 3-1. Matt, your prediction? Um, Harry totally stole my my score. Uh, I was going to say three one, but I, do you know what? Of course I'll, you are. I'll push the board out. I'll go four um, one. I think I think they'll they'll try and match us. Um, I think they'll try and match us for intensity. Uh, I think when Dean Henderson's been talking on Sky Sports News, uh, we seemed quite arrogant actually. But he was trying mm. to say they don't want to be here just to kind of. Like I can't remember the exact quote, but they didn't want to take be part. part sort of thing. And I think they're gonna go in all guns blazing um and actually get get done and get found out a little bit, especially in midfield. Um so I think probably close hot first half an hour or close first forty five, maybe one one. Um, but then I think second half our our fitness will shine through and we'll get another two or three. Interesting. So I'm I'm thinking two one personally. Um, there's usually a lot of goals on the opening day of the season. There's usually no clean sheets or very few clean sheets on that opening day of the season, unless you're, you know, your Man City's or your Liverpool's. I think you, a lot of teams will leak the odd goal or two for the first couple of games that they normally would do. So yeah, I think I think two one. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I do agree with you, Matt. That I think. Come the latter stage of the second half, Forest may start to show, you know, they're inexperienced a bit when it comes to managing a Premier League game because it is different to the Championship. We 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 all know that um, from from previous uh, seasons, and yeah, I think two one is a is it's something that I think we'll go two 0 up and then they'll just nick a nick a goal kind of you know forty fifty minutes sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I do have one more question for everybody. Does Jack Callback feature at all in the game at the weekend? Because he still plays for Forest. Uh, are we going to see the ginger perlo uh, grace the green, green grass of St. James's Park? Well, I'm just honest, I, couldn't, I don't know enough about Nottingham Forest. Mm. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. You think he starts? Yeah, yeah. I, think I would got, say so. Got a few injuries. Um so I think he starts uh, cent- centrally in a two. You'll get, think obviously get a red card um, in 20 minutes or something. He's Premier League, I was going to say Premier League proven, was he really? He's Premier League experienced um, for, for what they need. So maybe because he's, he's I, keep th- I keep thinking he's another one that's like 24, but he's probably pushing 30s. Um, but okay. yeah, I think I think he will start. Um but just just touching on obviously what you were saying about the it's a completely different animal. I just hope the the Premier League being a different, uh, completely differently the Championship. 
Forest went on that run in the FA Cup where I think they knocked out three Premier League teams. Having said that, that was yeah. Um, I think they beat Arsenal in that run, and there was another one. Can't remember. Man United? Did they beat Man United? Can't remember. I think they got knocked out of Liverpool. Was it? Was it Spurs? I can't remember. Might might have been Spurs. Could have been Spurs. Um, of the good Premier League teams there. Yeah. Um, the only thing one I think them. with that, though, is obviously the, um, they had a completely different squad and it's it's a it's a different occasion, but I hope they don't treat the first game back in 20-odd years of the Premier League as, as what they were treating the FA Cup. Um, that's my only concern. But fingers crossed. If Jack Hallback predictions playing, comes up. He's very good at throwing a game down Jack Hallback, isn't he? So He's very good at passing sideways. Around. Yeah, I was going to say, pick the ball up, turn around and think, nah, I'm not going forward. Like, kind of be hard. <clears throat> Joel Linton will smash him after 20 minutes. <laughs> telling you now. Does Colback get a good yeah. reception or does he get booed? Mix. Be a mix. No, I think it's mixed. I think you'll get Pickford treatment. Personally. Yeah. I think so. I think they'll see an easy route. Obviously, St. James's Park love a little kind of scapegoat, don't they? Somebody to absolutely rattle. And I think um, he's an easy, an easy target. He didn't First really game shine. of the season as well. He didn't really shine, did he, in our colours? No. Uh, and he's still technically a macram, so he'll get uh, held as I think. Interesting. Well, we'll so all that, find out. Has Sorry, that ever volume? happened before where someone's played for Sunderland, came to Newcastle and then moved on and came back to play in Newcastle? Someone will be able to, to comment in, surely. Just realised as well, this isn't going out live. Like, this isn't live you. now. Yeah. Not, <laughs> You'll be waiting a while for a comment I'll be, like, yeah. two days later. Yeah, <laughs> I think we could do, but we'll be going 40 minutes now, so... <laughs> um, I think we've talked about everything we need to talk about, boys. The only thing left to do is to thank you all for your time and thank you, the viewer, for spending your probably thursday or friday by the time this goes out it'll be thursday uh for, for everyone uh listening to us ramble on about jack callback and nottingham forest and all that sort of stuff if you want to hear more stuff like this and you want to hear more content like this obviously the gallagher shots youtube channel is a channel that you should be subscribing to you can go down under this video and hit that little subscribe button you can hit the little notification bell to get notified when we post new videos and there's a whole host of content coming. Um, there's been some good content this week. Uh, Matt, you've had your FPL uh, video go out earlier this week. Obviously, we've got these match previews. There's the Always Smiling Faces podcast. Extra time, I believe, is coming back as well this week. Um, although we'll have, might have to hit Roger on the DMs because I think he's still in Ibiza, so we'll see what's still going on. Still partying it up, eh? um, Still partying it up in Ibiza, lucky man. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you for the next match preview against Brighton. Uh, hopefully we get one of our predictions comes to uh, fruition in the weekend's game. And we'll see you in the next one. Say bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.